Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. What's the probability of default across mortgages, unsecured retail, and SMEs for Singapore's lenders and amid growing macro risks and elevated interest rates? Which bank's default risk loan profile continues to be a bright spot and who might lag peers? And will UOB's credit cards outpace peers on a risk return level this year? Well, to answer all those questions, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Rina Kwok, who is a credit analyst of Asian financials at Bloomberg Intelligence. Hi, Rina. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Hong Great to be back. Great to have you on again. So, Rina, you know, what are some of the macro risks that you're seeing right now that could impact our local banks? Now, given that Singapore's open economy is really vulnerable to the speed of the global economy, mm-hmm. now some of the macro risks that we see might include higher for longer interest rates mm-hmm. alongside the sticky inflation, and that could actually result in slower than expect uh, slower economic growth outlook globally, mm-hmm. and you know China's weakened expected growth trend as well as well as the geopolitical tension. Mm, okay, okay. So given those macro risks, right, um, and growing risks, which Singapore banks or which Singapore bank may face higher risks in SMEs loans? I think, you know, the credit quality of OCBC SME loans, which is consistently weaker than the local peers, could mm-hmm. be a risk to the bank. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'll just, just put the numbers into perspective, mm. now, as of second quarter this year, mm-hmm. the OCBC average probability of default for SME loans was about 10%. Mm-hmm. And this compared to DBS at 7% and UOB at 8%. Mm-hmm. Now, the default trends needs to be watched as the SME loan payment in Singapore uh, have broadly weakened further in second quarter amid the economic risk. Now, payments we believe by SMEs in the manufacturing and wholesale trade sectors which are more impacted by the external factors, may actually face more pressure this year. Mm-hmm. But still, we believe that OCBC asset quality in the overall basis uh, may only worsen slightly this year. I just have a question on top of that. You know, is there something that OCBC is doing differently from like DBS or UOB um, that has their SMEs loans weaker than theirs? Now, I think lending to SMEs requires both the expertise in lending in this segment as well as the tight risk control. Mm-hmm. Now, broadly, um, you know, over the past few years, we have actually seen that Singapore banks across all three banks have actually tightened their risk control. Mm-hmm. So the risk profile for the SME loans have actually broadly improved. Now, in terms of, you know, some uh, bleeps right there that we see for uh, OCBC vis-a-vis its peers, uh, it might have uh, different factors depending on, you know, which kind of borrowing uh, mm. sector they are focusing in, as well as uh, the degree of uh, risk control when we talk about underwriting criteria, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that depends, uh, but because we do not have, you know, uh, more details about that, but on a general basis, this is the trend that we see. Okay, so which Singapore bank's mortgage risk profile may be at least risk amid higher for longer interest? rates? I think this is a very interesting question. You know, mortgages has been, you know, one of the key topics that people mm. have been, you know, asking about. Now, we actually believe that for DBS mortgages, uh, they could be at the list risk uh, mm. if macro heat risk was just different and higher for longer rates were to keep Singapore's economy into recession. 
Now, if we take a step back and looking at the broader trend for the Singapore bank, we would believe that you know even in this uh, climate where higher for longer rates are narrative could hold, Singapore mortgages could still maintain their solid risk profile thanks to the tight risk control, low loan to value ratios pretty resilient households we have, as well as the macro prudential steps. Now, most of the Singapore bank mortgages are in Singapore, where we continue to see resilient income mm-hmm. conditions. Now, as we also notice that you know, the mortgage asset fertility could be further backstopped by the policy measures in Singapore to ex- ensure a sustainable housing market. Mm. Mm, okay, okay. So what's the loan default risk for Singapore banks' you know, credit cards portfolio then? Sure. Now, we believe the impact of default for Singapore banks unsecured retail loans like those credit cards could be quite limited mm-hmm. uh, despite the macro risk. And this is due to a couple of reasons. Firstly, uh, credit card loans are a pretty small part of the lender's book. Mm-hmm. And broadly, for credit cards, the risk profile has been improving as well as we have the regulatory rate caps on credit cards in Singapore. Now, as of second quarter this year, now, the average probability of default for Singapore banks' uh, unsecured retail loans were at really low single digits. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So here's the million-dollar question, Rina. If one of our Singapore banks do indeed see a loan default, would that be enough to trigger all of our local banks to fall? I mean, are there any safeguards in place? I actually feel this is going to be a very scary scenario, but you <laughs> yeah. know, Jokes aside, you know, we believe no because mm. Singapore Bank's loan portfolios are very well diversified. Okay. And the risk of fraud across the various loan segments such as, you know, the unsecured retail, mortgages, SME have actually improved mm. over the years thanks to their tight risk control. Now, I think on the brighter side as well, the local lenders have really high provisions as mm. well as capital reserves to cushion any potential okay. credit losses. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for that. That eases some of our concerns here. But going to the next question, Rina, which Singapore bank's credit card book could outperform this year then? Sure, and we actually believe that credit cards, you know, as a loan segment could be a bright spot for Singapore bank's earnings this Mm. year. And specifically, we believe that for UOB credit card book, it might actually expand faster as compared to its peers on the risk return level after the CD acquisition, which is more geared towards the unsecured retail book. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And before we let you go here, Rina, which Singapore bank might outperform peers this year in terms of asset quality? This is, I think, is also a million-dollar question <laughs> now. We believe that among the local peers, uh, DBS peer-leading asset quality could sustain this year as risk arising from unsecured retail, mortgages, and even SMEs appear to be the least at risk even if the macro headwinds were to worsen. Now, mm. one of the key uh, indicators to watch, I would say, is the recoveries of the non-performing assets versus the new formation for banks mm-hmm. as we continue to monitor Singapore banks' asset quality. Mm-hmm. And we believe that for Singapore banks, the solid asset quality could see very, very modest asset normalization um, in second half. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much for your insights and your time today, Rina. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Take care. We've been speaking with Rina Kwok, who is the credit analyst of Asian financials at Bloomberg Intelligence. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money and the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. 
or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play. And that's a wrap for today's episode. But before I go, I've got something special to share with all of you. If you're into deep dives on thought-provoking topics and engaging conversations, do tune in to Chua Tien Tien's award-winning podcast, Under the Radar. It is a B2B segment focused on how a company assesses its business environment and how the firm finally performs financially. So please listen and follow our podcasts on the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Lin Li Fu and you're listening to Money FM 89.3. 